Welcome to the social medium. No, I'm not a medium, but I do love different mediums, like social media and podcasting. You may know me from Savoir Vive by JJ, or my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ. Now, I am a business founder and entrepreneur. Take three, let's do this. So this afternoon, I am so excited because I'm speaking with Kat, who is the founder of Yogi Bear. Thank you so much, Kat, to be with us. Oh, this is just so exciting. It's just so nice to be able to be talking with someone I get on so well with, but also sharing the story with you for the first time, um, which is very exciting. I can't wait. And I've been thinking a lot about this because I know that, you know, yoga is such a it's such a journey and um, especially to create a brand and um, to have worked with you on projects already and to, you know, you're, you're so poetic and I can tell that there's a lot behind the scenes and I want to know, well, first of all, has yoga always been a part of your life? Um, no, it hasn't. I was the kid at school. Um, I know yoga isn't a sport, but I was the kid at school that used to do absolutely everything to get out of um doing any kind of movement or activity and I realize now that that definitely was because of um, a self-consciousness that um, physical education um, and that sort of environment left me with I mean I remember once um, creating this very very theatrical bruise on my ankle out of my mum's purple eyeshadow kit just to get out of sports day and obviously it was eyeshadow so halfway through the day the bruise had miraculously disappeared and everyone knew that I just made it up to get out of sports day it was never really had been a part of my life until and I suppose my story into yoga and yoga land is it's not a very sexy story it's not a very typical story and yet I think the fact that I haven't been shy in sharing it has led so many people maybe to um, to connect with the brand in a really real way because I'm not a gymnast I'm not a dancer I admire those people with my whole heart because I understand like what a discipline and dedication that takes but no I don't come from a background where I find any of this stuff easy meditation mindfulness like none of it came naturally to me at all I actually found yoga in rehab of all the places um at age 17 um I I guess when I was younger I was involved in an incident that left me with pretty severe PTSD um and I didn't realize it at the time like um I know we talk about like this generation being um uh, what do they call it woke or something but like and we talk about like all the internet like it's been awful for people but in so many ways it's a beautiful tool because it's allowed conversations that never happened before around mental health and support and normalizing these things when I was growing up like I didn't know what the words were I didn't know the word anxiety all I know is that I just felt a bit weird all the time like a bit like a hummingbird and um when you haven't got a word for it how can you how can you open up or talk to anyone about it because you don't you don't know what it is there's no name for it you're just like oh I just feel strange all the time and I fell in with quite a naughty rebellious crowd uh in my teenage years and I was using sort of substance abuse to um, substance abuse and eating disorders and all of the things that are just really sad, <laughs> really sad, like forms of escapism. And um, really, yeah, like, it is sad, like when you say it like, like when you say it like that. No, it's really, it's really interesting, though. I think that um, I totally agree with you about the whole um, 
social media thing. And I think that that's why it's so funny and paradoxical that like frequently that, you know, I work with well-being and social media because I actually find it on the opposite, like you, like, I think it's like such a space where you can be who you are. And, um, and also it's so true. Like there has been, been so, it's been so much more accepted to open up and to share, to share stories about mental illness and, you know, disorders of all kinds and uh, um, abusive behavior. And I, I, I really share that with you as well, because also as a teenager, I mean, I was pretty bad, a bad kid. <laughs> Great to be unique and off the wall and experiment and try and dive yourself into life. I think when it's, when it's sad is when it goes inward and it's like, you're doing all these things and it's like the, you know, it's like the lights going on at the party and still, you you can see it for what it really is and I think that that's what it is you know when the lights go on in the club and you're like wow this isn't fun anymore but I can't escape and I think that that's where I got to it was like I wasn't using you know it wasn't there, there wasn't a fun aspect to it or social aspect for it it was like self-destruction because I couldn't process these feelings and like you say about the internet it has become such a valid source of information and learning and it's something I'll probably speak to about and we'll get onto in the podcast but um, I've recently been diagnosed with adult ADHD which is such a blessing and this all links full circle to probably what we'll speak about on this podcast creativity running your own business yoga Um, but the the internet and the support and the community that I found on online is the community that I wish that I had growing up um, when I was sort of working my way through these demons and now realizing oh it was anxiety but yeah the, with the um with this I took the wrong turn it's like you know the yellow brick road and I, I took the wrong turn and you know you was using all these horrible um self-destruction tactics because when I did those things it was the only thing that felt like it would switch off the white noise just for a moment I didn't have to feel all of these things until when I was actually in rehab I found um, yoga there was a woman that used to come in and teach us and and then I got it it was like oh my goodness there's a really beautiful thing that you can do you don't need anything you can do it anytime you can lie on the floor like a little dead bug and just breathe and it's like Peter Pan and the shadow coming back together. And it's like, oh, so that's what really switches off the white noise. That's what has this beautiful ripple effect. And yeah, it brought me back to myself. And it was so profound. I just remember that that penny drop moment of like, oh my gosh, I get it now. And it's always in the quiet little moments of the practice. It's, I mean, I know that you're a yogi too. And it's never in, for me, it's never in the the theatre of like the poses at all it's always in those soft little gentle still moments that for sure wonder happens and I think people were maybe intimidated or scared to start yoga because they might see like sexy Instagram yoga and be like all right so I need a bikini and a beach and a head <laughs> just like no you don't <laughs> it, it's one of those things in my life that yoga is everywhere you know, yoga is like right now I'm recording this podcast with you and we've got like one of those really golden light evenings. So like there's just these gorgeous little dappled shadows coming through the window of like golden light. And that's yoga, like taking a moment to notice that or having a connection like this, like the one we found in a good conversation. Yoga comes in so many more forms than just the mat. And when you start to realize that, that's when the real fun and magic happens. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that like for me, at least when I first started doing yoga and thank you so much for sharing your story, um, it wasn't this like aha moment, even though I kind of thought it was, but it was a lot in the kind of like gymnastic part where I felt like kind of confident because I could do things. But it wasn't until I would say even really recently, like many years into my practice that I finally like got it. And I think that, you know, it's true. Like, I mean, it's so great to have so many people doing yoga, but it's really interesting that yeah, when actually it's the moments when you're not putting on a show, uh, when it's really just you with yourself. And yeah. I feel that when, at, a, at a moment when you were so vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly that's exactly it. It was like for the first time, because um, I'm a natural people pleaser as well. And, for the fir- and that's probably why I did take the wrong turn and then got so deep into things and it spiraled so quickly is because the, the, the inability to have boundaries and say no. Um, and it's only like you say, as you get deeper into getting to know yourself and getting to hang out with yourself, that you realize that boundaries aren't like really bitchy, mean things to have or stern things to have or cruel. Boundaries are like so kind. You can be so kind setting boundaries with yourself and other people. And I never really got that before. I used to think, oh, well, I, I'm not a nasty person. So I, I have to say yes all the time because I want to make everyone happy. And in doing so, I was actually making myself really unhappy and um, and essentially then everyone else because I had nothing to give. Um, so, yeah, it's really it's really interesting how those shifts and maybe it's just growing up, dude. Like we've never done this growing up thing before. And maybe that <laughs> maybe because like it's everyone's first rodeo. People only ever grow up once. Totally agree with you. And I mean, also, even being in rehab at 17, it's kind of like that pivotal age when you are growing up. Um, So what was it like when you got out? How did you? So it was really surreal. So I was away for a year. And like you say, and I've never really spoken to anyone about this. It's kind of an interesting question. At 17, you're right. It's such a formative year. It's the year that everyone starts to learn to drive and, you know, that you can legally go out and then like it and then you're deciding on your future. Are you going to go to college, university? Are you going to get a job? Are you falling in love? Are you are you doing all these things? Are you going to travel? And I guess I kind of felt left behind so I came out and the whole world had changed and like it had only been a year but to a 17 year old it was like everything's changed everyone it and then it really I remember actually having this really like moment where I was struck by like everything is always moving everything is always in flux so you can't and I I it's so surreal talking to you about this um I made the decision from then that I would never uh, hesitate on something that my heart desired to do um, because if you hesitate and you pull yourself back and you spend years thinking oh I could do that maybe I should do that then everything's changing all around you all the time and you'll be too late because I spent those next few years feeling a little bit behind you know I had to catch up on education I, I was watching everyone go off and and know who they were um, to answer you, rehab did leave me a bit like a little scooped out kiwi. Um, and I only found healing in the yoga. Um, it was the only thing that sort of resonated. And it was that practice that anchored me through those years of not being able to relate. I, I really felt like as well at 17, having quite a unique experience like that. Um, and people knowing ab- about that experience, but not really knowing how to be with you because they were like do we talk about it do we not talk about it and that's what I mean about the world that we now people talk you know because we do live in a culture where 
like it's more understanding and accepting um so yeah that was that was really interesting and my practice became quite a I, there weren't really many yoga there was definitely no yoga studios back then um and the classes were like yoga, local village halls and it just wasn't really for me so my practice was this really private thing that I did at home um by myself and it was just those moments of being with myself and feeling okay and cool and comfortable with myself in a world that I now felt really uncomfortable in because I was like I felt like I was walking on eggshells like didn't want to go backwards and and it was the only place that I found sort of comfort and then I remember saving up to go to a really swanky yoga workshop in London and I was like oh my gosh this is like I'm going to meet my people it's going to be my world and I went there and I'd never felt more out of place in my whole life <laughs> it felt like mean girls I was like oh where do I go like I don't I don't understand what's going on like um, everyone knows what they're doing everyone knows all these big fancy words like in the Sanskrit and I was like oh I don't belong here and I felt so uncomfortable that in all honesty I slipped out the door by lunchtime and and then I was kicking myself and I was like yeah why why didn't I fit in in this place that I really thought I was going to find solace and that's kind of the importance of the brand and the motto of the brand, come as you are. Like, I really hope to call that it's genuinely is the inspiration. I never wanted anyone ever to feel the way that I did when I knew that there was magic in this practice. I knew that there were potentially so many people like me that didn't feel like they fitted into this, you know, perfect, like, world um, we, from the outside, you know, as a newbie, it does seem like everybody who practices yoga has got it all together and you drink green juices and you're always on time. And yeah. not like that at all. Like, and too often the wellness world isn't well. But um, no, it's so true. It's it's kind of interesting because, I mean, it doesn't go for everybody, but a lot of people that then kind of get wrapped up in the wellness world are like, oh my God, I thought that it was going to be, you know, surrounding myself with people that are are like-minded like me but I that everyone seems to kind of just be it's just everyone's the same actually we all are kind of the people that turn to yoga are the people that kind of need it and so we can tend to be a bit intense yeah Yeah. I think that's the other thing is like um you either get like people that are like really comfortable in their skin really uncomfortable in their skin it's like everybody but what's so sad is there's that small little vein uh, like layer across the top that's quite intimidating and perhaps is judgmental and perhaps is maybe a bit too egotistical and maybe in it for not the right reasons um, and so I think like yeah just developing a community where it's like do you know what come as you are it's messy yeah. it's it's funny it's life it's yoga they're the same thing like if you look at what we do in yoga from like the lion's breath like sticking out your tongue and totally. all and there's obviously science to like the effects that has on the nervous system and stuff. But like, it is quite bonkers when you look at it. It's totally true. It's actually, it was really funny. My teacher said this one thing. I mean, she says a lot of really great things, but one thing she said once it was in this class where it was kind of like, you know, it was predominantly, um, I do a lot of Ashtanga now. And, um, and so it's kind of a beginner's Ashtanga class. So everyone's kind of trying to do it, but no one really can do it. But that's, but so she was like, she was like, so you can go into this version of the posture, but 
you're probably not ready yet unless you grew up eating Indian food and you can eat really spicy stuff. So just breathe. Yeah, exactly. Keep talking about breathing and breathing and breathing. And it's so funny because it's it's just so true. It's like, you know, it, we're doing so many crazy things, but it's really not what's important. But everyone's kind of looking around to find the person that knows how to do it. And then they try to mimic it as much as they can, but it's not what matters. But there totally is that part where everyone wants to kind of make it matter but then it, at the end of the day it doesn't yeah and it's it's and that's what the beauty is is as soon as you have that realization like for example like um I was quite sick this summer I got dengue fever and it's kind of like made me quite weak and so my practice is very different these days um, as I'm trying to build up the immunity and strength from that. Um, and my practice is just really slow and it is where it is. And I remember one of my best friends, Chris, I've, um, I went away with him um, for a little retreat and everyone there is, you know, they are series two Ashtanga. They're like nailing it. But also it didn't matter. And what I've really noticed in myself is that yoga has helped this, but also finding the right people in yoga, like your people, your crew, like that make you feel exactly. magic, um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter. I spent a lot of, I mean, he'll, he'll laugh, but he was doing like a little breakdown workshop of like um, some, you know, inversions and stuff. I fell fast asleep because I found a lovely little patch in the sun and I didn't realize how it was. hilarious. And then he was like, you fell asleep in my workshop dribbling and I was like I was so relaxed Chris like you were doing yoga on me and you didn't even know it (laughs) but it's true it's like you you get to this point where you're like you just realize that it is all about you and respecting you and your body and how you're feeling in that day and taking what you need and I just really wanted to make a brand where well actually it wasn't even a brand in the beginning I was I was a teacher and I just really wanted yeah, so to how did your teacher how did that all come about so you left so, you a nice little Irish exit at the the work of, <laughs> little, the workshop um, never to be seen again um yeah I so that happened and then I actually I'm not gonna lie I was really put off and put out I was like I can't do this like I'm you know it's not for me it was really disorientating to have found like oh why do I not fit in in this world that I've hung so much hope on um and then a couple of years later I was like no I need this because I've started feeling anxious again, came back to my practice and I was like, I'm not going to let anyone ever feel that way. I'm going to do my yoga teacher training and be able to offer it to everyone. So I was living in Wales at the time, um, which is a beautiful place, but there wasn't any yoga really at the time. And that was brilliant and beautiful because I had nothing to compare my teaching to. Um, So I would teach in prisons. I would teach in... Um, care homes I would teach um, in this college where kids only had like sort of the last chance they'd been kicked out of every other school Um, I would teach you know in sports centers I would teach in bro gyms I was teaching everywhere like from little kids as well I did my kids teacher training and I was just teaching as much as I could different types of people and then you realize that like you just said earlier we're all the same everybody just wants a little bit of connection yeah sure it might take a you know a couple of times and attempts to drop in um you know especially in the college that was like my the biggest thing that I've ever done um in terms of like having to be like 
okay, <laughs> that didn't work. How do I connect with you? How do I find that point of connection? Those jokes didn't fly. Like, is it that we tried this this week? Is it that we try something really challenging or softer? And when you find that thread of connection, you realize that you can find it anywhere with everyone. It's We're all just looking for the same thing. We're all just looking to feel and be noticed um, for who we actually are and not judged as well. Also, why the name Yogi Bear and what was the first step of it? You you said it didn't start as a brand at all. What did it start as? So it was, yeah, it was just um, me teaching. And then one day was just like, oh, well, I mean, I've always loved branding and advertising and marketing and storytelling um, because that's all they are. All of those things are just storytelling. And the job that I was working at the time while I was doing all the teaching on the side was um, I used to be a scriptwriter for film and TV so a script development um, exec for the British Film Institute so that's what I was doing all my life has just been about stories and realizing that it's all the same it's that point of connection and that's why you resonate with the script because you recognize yourself in it um, so Yogi Bear was just like oh maybe I'll just like call this the thing um, and it made me laugh like to be honest with you um, Yogi Bear obviously is the cartoon, but also like um, so it's like a, a known little phrase, a known little name. But also, um, bear the way it's spelt is B A R E, which is like stripping back, back to nature, back mm, to got it. Yogi Bear, um, that's where sort of that came from. Obviously, I got a lot of jokes being like, "Oh, is it naked yoga?" So I had to just be like, "Right, well, <laughs> yeah. have I made a mistake with this name?" Um, but then from there, it actually was, um, I remember somebody coming to one of my classes being like, I love this. I've fallen in love with yoga, but I also don't still don't really feel like I belong to it because, um, all of the, you know, all of the leggings, all of the equipment, it's also just feels like it's only for the professionals. It feels like there's like a, a really, a big gap between me and them. And they were like, I don't really feel like I fit in, but I love the classes. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Because something that's always bothered me was the fact that we do all this yoga that's about connection and feeling. And when we realize that it's all just about connecting to our place in this world and who we actually are, and realizing that we are just nature, we've gone so far away from nature, but it's cool, we, we are still just nature. And then I was like, hang on a second, we do all that. And then we sit on these rectangles of plastic, um, which most yoga mats used to be made of, like PVC. Um, And I was like, that makes no sense at all to me. So then I was like, I wonder if there's a way of creating yoga mats out of, you know, a sustainable or more biodegradable um, ethical material. um, And that would make a bit more sense. but then when I did my research, the brands that currently were on the market were either like very quite elitist because they were so out of people's price range or they were and all the sort of um, marketing around a lot of these brands felt a little bit. I couldn't relate to it. Like it felt like perfection or and I just yeah, I just and so I was like, well, the name that I'm teaching under is quite silly and funny. And then I drew out this logo. The old logo used to be like a yoga lady in King Pigeon with a paw print 
in the middle of a paw print. So it kind of was like, oh, well, that's quite funny. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I knew. I've never started a company. I never intended to start a company. It was a happy accident um, to everyone's horror. I was like, well, I don't have much savings, but I've just invested in this and just going to give it a go. And I'm just absolutely winging it. I still have that notebook of when I first started and it had the logo drawn out in it, like me trying to navigate how to register a logo or set up a website. And it was just this small little side project, but I don't know. I guess um, I guess people resonated with it. Um, and at the time, this was six years ago. So Instagram was this really different place. Instagram was totally. a, uh, it was like more like, you know, the fitness and wellness influencers that we have now. It was just like their diary like in the beginning of like to keep them accountable or it For was sure. a diary just to share like funny little recipes or stuff. And it was never the industry that it was. And so it was a real like, oh, just give it a go kind of territory. There was no strategy. No one had a strategy. No one was overthinking it. Everyone was just winging it and giving it a whirl. And I think I feel count my blessings every day that I started in that time when um when it was really because it wasn't as intimidating as gosh I mean I really feel for people like starting a brand now because it's there's so much to consider there's so much there's so much more to it um you know to Instagram I mean you know like having a social strategy is like wow yeah yeah of course I mean I it's funny I remember like a couple years ago going back to like my first posts um like when I got Instagram like in 2011 and seeing that, like, you know, even though I, I kind of was serious about Instagram, my posts were still like, yeah, it was like a scrapbook of my life. Um, and it was so different. And it was so, you know, much easier to, to create a community. I actually think it's going back that way, though, um, to that more like, like you say, and I love the way you just phrased it, scrapbook of my life. Like, I think it's going back to that authentic. I mean, what you know, it's so trendy right now to do photo dumps, which are unedited. So trendy. Messy, like, I but, love them. Yeah, so do I. I want to see real stuff. I want to see everything a bit like messy and wonky because I relate to that so hard. And not that faux, like Instagram versus reality, but it's actually still really curated. No, I, I want to see real um, and feel like, oh, like I was there. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think you're you're totally right. But I also do feel for new brands. And I think that um, it also it is really interesting. Like, I mean, six years ago, things I think were probably also really, really different with the, the yoga world. I mean, there are so many less, especially here um, in Europe. And I imagine in the UK, even though the UK is um, in is further advanced than France, it's still behind from the US. So it must have been you know, quite different in um, in the UK and even in London when you started. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it wasn't like yoga has become so embedded in the, the fitness, the wellness culture, the corporate culture. It's been really beautiful, some of the projects that we've been doing. Like with Yogi Bear, it's all about just supporting good people, doing good things and seeing the world differently and not limiting it just to yoga. Um, and, you know, like when I was teaching, it used to be a very – um apart from like when I was teaching like the gym bros and like in in gym spaces like men would come to yoga because they felt like they had to they grumble the whole time um because they didn't want to do it but they knew that they probably had to and it was just to counter you know all of the weights they were lifting etc whereas I think people are really realizing that there isn't it's not a feminine thing it's just like a way of 
just coming back to who you are and people are less ashamed to talk about it or not embarrassed to talk about it they're like proud that they're working on themselves for themselves and some of the collaborations we've done have been really interesting and I I do think that they're like quite forward thinking and out the box like we've collaborated with the band above and beyond um they're a dj collective that have been around for nearly 20 years they have such a cult following globally and they bought out a meditation album called flow state and we were really lucky to make the yoga mats that went along with the album as like a limited edition drop but speaking to them and the whole reason that they wanted to do this album is that they've been DJs for 20 years, hectic tour schedules, pretty much nocturnal. We're all experiencing sort of the ill effects of the mental health of that. So not sleeping, anxious, um, depression, not getting much daylight. And it was yoga that anchored them no matter where they went in the world. You know, they didn't need to have a gym membership or anything. like. They could just do it whenever, wherever it was there for them. And then we've just done the collaboration with Liverpool Football Club, and um, which I'm so proud of. And that has a real personal reason for me to want to do it. It's a three-year project, and so it's just the beginning. Um, it's not about the mats. I mean, it is about the mats. The mats are really cool, but like, I'm hoping it will have this wider ripple effect, like pulling down some boundaries um, and some barriers. I totally agree. I, I mean, the collaborations you've done have been amazing, and I think it's. It was in November, I think. I was back in New York for Thanksgiving, and I went to a yoga class and um, at Skyting, and one of you know my favorite studios. And one of my and Chrissy, one of the founders, was there, and her her boyfriend was in the class. And I was like, wow, like I was kind of you know he's like a a normal dude. And I was like, that's so awesome that you come to class. <laughs> I feel like it was because I spent some time trying to grow the brand in the USA this year, and I definitely felt like the split was. Um, more even when it came to like men in the class and um, definitely a lot more than what I've seen in Europe but the UK is really really getting there um, but with like yeah and it's exciting and it's it's just especially having a lot of friends that are men a lot of friends that are male teachers um, and I think people are really starting to respect the, the practice in this whole new way um, and like you say it's like um, it's just about connecting with like normal dudes and how much it can help their life because the Liverpool collaboration, um, I don't know if you know, but the the Liverpool sort of famous phrase is you'll never walk alone. Wow. And, um, I feel like that really resonates with everything that I'm trying to create with Yogi Bear. Come as you are, you'll never walk alone. Um, I actually personally lost a, a friend uh, who struggled with his mental health and um, it was because he didn't know how to communicate Um and I feel like as women, we don't necessarily always realize that or we pro- probably take for granted the fact that we are a sisterhood. And especially if you're totally. looking to have great friends, but, totally. you know, traditionally we are uh, hunter gatherers. Like, you know, the women gather, they, they say it takes a village to raise a, a child. It's because women storytell, they talk, they t- express their emotions, their heartbreak. We eat ice cream together when we've had a bad breakup. We laugh it off. You know, collectively, women have always had this with, with ease. Whereas for men to talk about emotions and feelings and even, you know, as simple as a breakup, they just don't. They just don't. And um, that isn't, that's not even stereotypical. If you look at movies, like a woman is a myriad of roles Whereas a man is always a hero or a villain. There's no in between. You're one or the other. You're the hero, the villain, or the gay best friend. And it's just like, great. That's all I've got to play with. So no wonder they don't know how to express in the way that we do. 
Um, so the m most important part of this collaboration to me was how do I start to normalize like the tips and the tricks of like small little breathwork tips, small little meditation trips, small mobility tips. And then how do we start to normalize the conversation of like, I want to, um, the whole point of the project is to create something like a problem halved at half time, where at half time you text your mate who you're watching the game with, or you turn to your friend in the pub and go, you're right, mate. Like, do you need to talk about anything? Like I'm here just so they know that if they ever needed you, they'd be there. And it can be that simple. It doesn't have to be a big, scary, like deep, like opening up. It can be as simple as that. Um, yeah, that's, I love that because it's, it's really true. Like if I think about someone like my brother who is really like a bro's bro, but that would something that like would relate to him because he is have a sensitive side and would love to help out his friends. But it's like, they, you're right. They don't know. And they probably wouldn't even know when it would be appropriate to ask something like that or. Yeah. How to ask, I think that's a big thing. And then the other big thing is working with the young academy players to start to normalise those conversations from a young age. So because, I mean, the stress that football players go under from the, you know, imagine going all the way for academy schooling, like you're taken out of a normal school, train, 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 football's your life, to be told, actually, you're not going to make it when you're older. Like that. Yeah that must have on a kid's mental health and self-esteem or say you do become a professional but you've always got that um you know that gnawing anxiety and then what about after it ends you know because there, there is an end point to being a pro footballer there is an end point to being any sporting things and yeah. you, know, you hear about it all the time so it, but it's not just for sports stars it's if you could normalize the conversation there then perhaps um it can be normalized across the industry because people do really worship sports stars and aspire to them and feel part of the team so yeah it's just the start with that and i'm excited and it's the same doing work i haven't forgotten about the women's team as well because again that's a that's a whole, I was going to say a whole other ball game. And I was like, oh, no, don't oh. do it. Done it. That's a massive dad joke. There you are. Um, but, yeah, it's. It, I just care about people, Jesse. That's all I care about. I mean, I, can, I mean, that shows so much through just even, like, your tone of voice, the energy that you have, even just coming through the, the speakers of my computer. Um, and I felt it from day one that we had a call and a meeting together. And... Um, I am so excited to see Yogi Bear grow, and I can't wait to hear a little bit more about what's in the future. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects you guys are working on? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, I So we just launched our T-shirts, which blew my mind because they sold out in 24 hours. They are so cool. Oh, thank you so much. They're, um, they're a collaboration with a very, very cool surf artist and illustrator called Clara Jonas, um, who's actually a friend of mine. And again, I just everything I do has to be born out of friendship and connection. And then you can see it. It ripples through into what we create. Um, but totally. I think that with Yogi Bear, like it, it is moving beyond just yoga. Like it's about people helping people find their purpose and their why because as soon as you've got purpose or why behind anything that you do in this life you're unshakable like you know it's like when people are in January especially they want to start all these sports and resolutions and da, 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 da. and you know the reasoning behind it might not be um, a deep why or a deep purpose whereas like okay so you want to learn how to run but is it because you want to be able to 
pack a pair of trainers whenever you go traveling and get to know a new city, a new place, a new holiday destination by foot and just take it all in from a different perspective. You know, it, it's having that deeper why. And then and then training sessions don't feel like torture or like self-torture. It's just like I'm doing this because I know the lightness of how it felt to run around Portugal, for example, um, last time I was there. And then it doesn't feel so like, oh, why am I doing this? Um, and I think I want the brand to, to feel like that, to help people shed the layers, the um, you know, the lack of self-confidence or low self-esteem, discover who they are and own that person and love that person. Because we live in this world which tells us we're not enough, buy this, do that, change your skin, change your face, do this. And it's just like, wow, it is overwhelming. It's, um, yeah, it's overwhelming. And even when we think we're really strong and that we, you know, that we kind of don't think that we'd be um necessarily suck it into things it's affecting us all the time because we're exposed to it non-stop through media non-stop through you know even maybe even a judge yoga class or maybe even um something someone says in passing or advertisements on the commute on the metro on the tube on the underground it's just like it's just an assault all the time that we don't realize we're picking up all these cues um the best teachers always say that yoga isn't unlearning and yeah I think it's just unlearning everything the world has taught us up until this point and just getting to know yourself so from a yeah basically the whole brand is like going to be like moving into communities so apparel like platforms in real life events like the dream is to do a festival bring everything that I love so like the skate the surf the music all of these cultural touch points and show that it's all just flow like you can find your flow in everything and the yoga only helps you like it doesn't have to be one thing um I mean I'm really enjoying different forms of moving myself at the minute so like just like more of the primal movement um movement patterning all of that stuff um it it doesn't have to look like one thing um but of course that said I do deeply deeply respect the traditions um and I always find peace coming back to like you say an ashtanga practice I always find peace and something quite meditative about the fact that it's almost like the mountains and the water right the mountains are these immovable things that are always there they've survived so much and I always look at mountains and think what have you seen and no matter what you'll always still be there whereas you look at the water and you find peace in the fact that it's fluid and it's it's always moving always changing and I feel like those two things are it's so true. Yeah, and it's such a good way of thinking about it because it's true. Like, yeah, these more um, ancient practices are where everything else has come from. So it's kind of you know it's the base for at least for me. It's like where I can really get down and into a, a real meditative practice because because I subconsciously know what's coming next. I'm really with myself. But then yeah, there also is the water of discovering, learning, playing, 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 yeah. And I think not liking something, just trying, just trying. I think that's what it is, because this is where I feel like Yogi Bear really slots into yoga land is it's not traditional. So it's playful. It's cheeky. It's open. It's come as you are. The doors are wide open. If you've never done this before, if you're uninspired or you've 
you know you're shy because you haven't practiced for a couple of years uh, or something shifted in your life but then at the base of it we all need roots and grounding deep at the base um and i think yeah just having the respect for those um deep bones of yoga but then also i feel like sometimes the those spaces the very traditional spaces can't see past the tradition to see that the whole world has changed we now face totally different challenges to when yoga was conceived in the sense of you know too much technology tech burnout like comparison culture um the need to feel like we always have to show up all the time it's exhausting and yeah okay himalayan monks might be enlightened but they're doing that in a cave completely separate we can't detach ourselves from the world we can only move and grow with it totally i think that's a beautiful beautiful phrase to end on and i'm so thrilled that we got this chance to chat i could have mm-hmm. sat here for hours with you <laughs> we will i'm gonna go that's the we thing will. We will. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kat, for sharing your story. It has been such a pleasure. I absolutely love that. And um, yeah, just thank you. And thanks for getting it. These little connections are what makes it all worthwhile.